know. I always want to say this wrong, and every time I do... I, think, I think you got it right the last time. Derig... Nah. Der, I want to say Derigimla. Yeah. Really? That's it. Oh, you know, I need to stop doubting myself. Yes. That's what it is. That's <laughs> because I'm what so it is. mean to you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. to visit Ireland from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We only have two more episodes until we reach our halfway point. Who, who would have ever thought that would happen? Whoa! I'm throwing glitter and confetti right now. Sorry, but tell people what your name is, please. My name... <laughs> I'm someone who needs no introduction, <laughs> Joe. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester living in Ireland. The infamous Caitlin Potts. And my name is Joe, <laughs> and I lived on a farm in the west of Ireland for the first 22 years of my life. We are breaking down many things that make Ireland such a great destination and wonderful place to visit. It's an overused phrase, but there really is something for everyone there, and we are hoping to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes we'll count up from 1 all the way through to 50. Our current and very new theme is road trips! Lost my voice a little bit in the last few days, so that's (laughs) why I went trips! Uh, Today, reason 23 is the Wild Atlantic Way which we've talked about a lot. Wild Atlantic Way has become huge for Ireland. It's it's a destination in itself, even though it's a not an actual destination. It's a full... <laughs> it is the longest defined coastal route in the world at two and a half thousand kilometres, or just over one and a half thousand miles. And it's pure, unadulterated coastline, and it's really, really cool. The parts I've seen are gorgeous. Yes. Indeed. Now, you, Joe, have taken many, many? Is, is many too strong of a word? Many day trips. Day trips? On the way, yeah. Drives, so I, road I, trips. <coughs> I would me. love if work told me I could go to Ireland for three <laughs> weeks and just do the entire Wild Atlantic Way. But I too would love this. It's not, <laughs> it's not that easy, unfortunately, so I have to take my chances where I can get them and do the odd day trip here and there and knock out different sections as I go. Sure. So since the Wild Atlantic Way was announced, we'll say in 2014, I have been trying to do that. Mm -hmm. You had something to say? Well, I was going to ask you later on because I was over in 2012 and I remember when I started here, you referred to the Wild Atlantic Way a lot. I'm like, Wild Atlantic Way, Wild Atlantic Way. And I, as an American, had not heard of the Cliffs of Moher before I went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, is this something else I missed too? <laughs> so yes, I wanted to ask you if it was a phrase. The, the, the history of 20- the Wild Atlantic Way? Well, no, if Wild Atlantic, Way, Wild Atlantic Way was a phrase in 2012, or if it had just become no, a thing in no, 2014. It's basically, is, it's a marketing concept, to be quite honest. That's what I, I mean, thought, the, okay. The west coastline of Ireland has been there for hundreds and thousands of years, you know? Sure. But calling it it the Wild Atlantic Way and defining it as a coastal route is definitely a new new phenomenon. A new branding thing. And it was in 2014, (laughs) it was basically unveiled, and since then they have been doing more and more to make it more interesting for people. Sure. Because obviously you can drive two and a half thousand kilometers along the coast and you can see all this stunning coastal scenery. But that, not that it begins to wear on you after a while, but you need to be able to do other stuff in between. And right. basically what they did when they announced it was they set up 15 signature points along the Wild Atlantic Way. And uh, 
from there then they started finding smaller more niche ones as I, I can't remember what they call them they're not signature points but they're like points of interest basically and they've started pumping little money into them to you know build car parks or visitor centers or whatever just to to make them more interesting put signage up a little I noticed this time there there was a lot more money in these smaller ones and it makes it very interesting because they've got just this little plaque we'll say with the history of the reason why this is a point of interest for nice. people and it's like oh wow the Spanish Armada sank off here and if you look out there and you can you know see that hundreds of ships got lost there some of the crew came ashore and they started marrying Irish people and right. blah 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 so and that's stuff you want to know when you're visiting a place course. you know and you're like oh it's some rocks and some water but what is it exactly and it's stuff I had no idea about and then there's some of them like there was I I probably I'll talk about it later but you read about the history of the area and then you turn around and you look out over this vast area of beautiful scenery and you just imagine whether it was the horror or destruction or the beauty or whatever of the past and the history and it just lends something else to it it's it just it makes it really really cool makes it wonderful yes the wild atlantic way well i have not actually rented a car and taken a drive but i did take a few bus trips um when i was out staying in galway and we saw the cliffs which we'll get into a little bit more and we saw connemara of course and some other beautiful areas um but it is on my to-do list one day to rent a car and drive, which we will get into later on, the, the um, some driving, some tips, and some insight. Ooh. Do you have a favorite location along the Wild Atlantic Way before we really dive into this? That is a loaded question. Um, no, I don't, <laughs> but I have many, and every time I go back, I you tend to forget sometimes what part was so beautiful. Like, I was there in March and Donegal the entire mm, coastline yes. of Donegal was hands down my favourite and then I was over this time and I did a lot of Connemara and I was like this is the most beautiful so scenery I've ever seen and then I went down to Dingle at the end of that same trip and I was like Dingle is this where is it's it. at this is, so yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it very difficult and as well as that I did Clare one time as well and I was okay. like holy shit this is <laughs> this is the hidden gem of the Wild Atlantic where the entire coast. yeah so nice it's a difficult question to answer, but sure. And I, I don't want to sound like a, you know, I don't want to say oh, all of it is great. Just do all <laughs> of it every time and spend three weeks, and we'll book your trip for you. That's not what I'm trying to get across here. There are certain sections that are less scenic, and it's you know, it's all part and parcel of it. But there is sure. so so much beauty along the way that you you honestly can't really go wrong. But if I had to pick. Like five right now. Five. <laughs> I was gonna say one, and then straight away I was like, no, there's like three different areas. The drive from I think it's Letter Frack to Lewisburg, out way out Connemara on the way to Westport, is stunningly beautiful. Okay. okay? The, okay. the drive itself. Okay. Whereas the Clare coastline, the scenic points along the way are incredible. So you have Loop Head, and then you have the Kilkee Cliffs, which are just. Mm-hmm. I never even knew they existed and I think yeah I the day I arrived in I don't know if I told this story on a different podcast before I think I might have told a short version but we flew in over the coast kind of kind of okay sorry I cut you off yes I'm not sure now this isn't my story Um, (laughs) but we came in over the coast and I saw this rugged beautiful cliff scenery and I was like that's not the cliffs of Moher but they're really, really impressive. And I saw this kind of tiny square of hardtop just in off the coast. I was like, that's got to be a car park. Okay, so 
is it possible because I had planned to drive up the coast that day I was like is it possible that I will come across this area at some point or where I, I have no idea where it is though Right. and I was driving a little later and I was driving past and I saw a sign for Kilkey Cliffs and I drove in as as I was parking the car park there and looking out across the, the cliffs and all that I was like shit this is what I saw from the plane this is so so impressive it's just it's really incredible what's hidden there and that people don't know about and as I said about the Bridges of Ross as well I'd never heard of them either and yeah. really spectacular yeah. and Loop Head is gorgeous you know so there's three or four points within a few miles of each other there that are really really cool to yeah. stop at must sees huh yeah um, so yeah there's <coughs> them areas me. Dingle is incredible as well especially on a nice day but even the, the scenery around Slayhead Drive is gorgeous but Dingle Town there is just something really really special about that and then as I said about Donegal it's the most remote rugged part of the yeah. country that's gorgeous yeah. Sligo has its own charm in that it's got Yates country which is off the Wild Atlantic Way but it's also got Sligo town which has kind of a cool food trail it's got the there's you can go seaweed foraging or take seaweed bats. There's different... Which I would never think would be a thing, but it's a thing. It is, and it's supposed yeah. to be amazing. Like, I went seaweed foraging the last time I was over, and uh, I didn't even know there was different types of seaweed. I thought seaweed was seaweed, and right, that was it. Exactly. And, you know, people say that they make seaweed bread and soup and stuff. I'm like, Oh, what? come on. But I tried about 10 or 15 bits of seaweed off the beach <laughs> like literally the the lady who was showing us around cut it up and was like yeah this one isn't going to taste nice but try it anyway <laughs> this one is mostly used for soap or something like that and how people still eat it and it was just and so not oh. only can you see these beautiful things but you can also do such very unique activities exactly. while you're there which really makes like it like what i said out. about i think we did a, a sheepdog demonstration in Sligo so as well cool. there's just the experiences that you can do along the way and that's right. what, what they're trying to push mostly at the moment which sure. is cool it's not just a scenic drive there's all these wonderful experiences to stop and, do, and there's yeah. you know you can stay in B&Bs with local families and stuff like that there's just I need to stop talking <laughs> so let's say that you are renting a car and you've never driven on the other side of the road before say you're coming over from North, North America you want to go to Ireland some little tips and some insight um, smaller cars, as Joe and I talked about, I think, earlier today before we started recording our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller cars are well-suited for Irish roads, so you have to get used to... And this goes without saying, not just for the Wild Atlantic Way, but for all of our road trip um, segments. Mm-hmm. I think these are important tips to kind of, of lay, lay down first. Um, so you've got, you know, these big SUVs over in the States and everything, and massive cars, uh, but that's not really convenient for Ireland. And uh, I will say, when I was over in April, I saw more hatchbacks and, like, small sedans. Mm -hmm. And I think, because we were on this bus, we were going all over, you know. And, you know, so you get bored, you're on the bus for a few hours, you know, what do you do? I started looking at the cars, and I think I counted, like, 40 hatchbacks in a matter of maybe (laughs) less than an hour. You know, it was just, it was crazy. You also have to keep in mind that they use kilometers over there. So the speed limit for highways is generally about 120 kilometers per hour, which is the equivalent to about 80 miles per hour. 70. 70? Yeah. Eh, 75? Or is it actually 70? 70. Okay. Well, then the article that I looked at, I... The article is dumb, yeah, because I... I have beef with them. I was around for this switchover because we did did do miles when I started driving first. It's only Hmm. in the last 10 years, maybe, that it's changed. Okay. Which was really awkward because all the cars at the time were in miles and you could get these stickers, basically, to put over your... um, 
over your speedometer yeah. to, to show you what the, what the kilometers were, you know, <laughs> it was just really, really awkward. That's crazy. But you had to learn, so like, the speed limit on most of the secondary roads then would be 100 kilometers, which was 62 miles per hour, oh. rather than 60, so people were like, up in arms, oh, because the speed limit went up by 2 miles per hour, technically, yeah. but yeah. you know. Crazy, crazy. Um, and you also want to be aware that speed limits change when you cross into Northern Ireland. Um, and not only is this something to think about, um, but you know, when, when you're crossing over, there's no real border. There's no, you mm-hmm. know, oh, welcome to Northern Ireland, at least not that I'm aware of. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and so this is something that can kind of just happen and you might yep. not realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, obvious things like getting familiar with your car in general, yeah. right? And one thing to go back on about the smaller cars and sure. stuff, it's important to remember how expensive gas is in Ireland compared to over here. Okay. So the smaller car is more economical, obviously, with sure. gas. Um, because I think it's something I have never really done the math, but I've heard eight dollars a gallon is basically what it is likened to, and it is. It's it's wow. very expensive compared to here. My goodness. Um. So yeah, it's a good good thing to be aware of if you're planning on doing a lot of driving. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know Joe touched on you know the the Wadalianic Way a little bit, but let's go over it a little bit more. So we've got it spanning from Malinhead, which is the most northern part of Ireland, all the way down to Kinsale Harbour in the south. It was officially launched, the name, of course, in 2014, as you mentioned. So let's go over the numbers, shall we? Here we go. Eight, the number of counties the One Atlantic Way covers. Three, the number of provinces. 2,500, number of kilometers, as Joe mentioned. A thousand, the number of attractions. And I'm sure it's more than a thousand. Right, and but it's that's growing every those day. Are, yeah, those were and the it stats. depends on what you call an attraction as well. There you go, you? exactly. Uh, surely we can't talk about all of this in 50 minutes or less, but we'll cover our favorites and our must-sees. So how long would it take you to um, drive through and maybe see everything that you want to see? Probably more than three weeks, um, yeah, which, easily, yeah. you know, we can make happen for you <laughs> <laughs> if you want. Or we can talk about places that you might want to see and maybe you can um, make your own self-drive trip with our help, of course. Yeah, so before you get into that, though, yes. there are a number of different ways you can do this entire thing. Some people do decide to do it all and you would need, you'd honestly need three weeks easily to do all of it in one go or it's broken down into sections which is nice right. manageable sections because the way the route works it's you know it's a driving route so it's yeah. hard to stay two nights in one place and do it all but there are certain stop off points where you can spend a couple of nights because it's hard moving hotel to hotel every night sure. and it, it makes it a little less enjoyable but the way we have it broken down should I go to our website <laughs> It makes it a lot easier, but you can break it down into smaller trips of more manageable sections if you did want to see it all, or if you just wanted to see the highlights along the way and get in the best sections. We could do that in a week or ten days, probably. Exactly, exactly. So let's say you want to start north and work your way down. Well, you would be um, in the region called the Northern Headlands. It spans from Malinhead to Donegal Town. It can take two hours or so to get from point A to point B, but that's without stopping. Am I right about that, Joe, yeah, would and that, you say? that would be without taking the Wild Atlantic Way, per se. Without it taking would take, that. Yeah, it would take two hours to get from Malinhead sure, to Donegal, sure. going, cutting through the middle of Donegal. The fastest route, yes. Yeah. So, Malinhead, and you don't want to do that. As the crow flies, that's the... 
Have you ever heard that? As the crow flies. I was thinking that's, I think that's an Irish saying, yeah. So it's two hours as the crow flies because the crow flies directly from, because there's no roads that the crow has to follow, basically. So I like that. Side note, um, one of my friends in Northern Ireland, I told him that you got me to watch a few clips of Father Ted and he was so (laughs) happy. He was, yeah, so, okay. Side note, reference to a past episode. Does that mean you still haven't watched full episodes? I have not. I have not. You should get honest. I I know. I watched all of season one the other night. After, after I went home. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, uh, Malinhead is the tip of the Inishowen Peninsula, which, as I mentioned, is Ireland's most northern point. It's an area filled with a lot of maritime history. There are more sunken shipwrecks off this stretch of the coast than anywhere in the world. Joe's nodding, so I'm, I'm assuming he already knows this. And we're not going to be horrible people. Um, let's acknowledge that Star Wars scenes were filmed here. Greatest movie ever. Wonderful. I've seen all of them. <laughs> I literally put them on repeat. Huge. We're huge Star Wars we're fans We're the biggest. Yeah, scenes from The Force Awakens were filmed here. You know what's actually going to happen is someday I will eventually watch one of the movies and I'll get hooked <laughs> on it and I'm going to love them and I won't be sarcastic anymore. Or you'll anymore. hate it. <laughs> you might hate it. You never know. And then you will vocal, yeah. be vocal and people will hate us even more. Um... And this is also an amazing area to see the Northern Lights as well. Then you've got Fanid Head. Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's, Fa- it's a weird name. Yeah. Okay, okay. Fanid Head, um, which is also along the Wild Atlantic Way. It's got this iconic lighthouse. You have seen this in person, am I right, Joe? Yeah, so I was there in March. Okay. We did, we did some of Donegal in March, and Fanid was actually the first stop we got to fly into Donegal which I've said before and I will say again is phenomenal um, I'd be pretty familiar with the geography of Ireland so when we um, yes, you might be, be an understatement <laughs> so when we were flying I looked out the window at one point and I could because you don't get very high when you're flying from Dublin to Donegal it stays probably 10,000 feet or something um, I looked out the window and I could immediately tell where we were based on the geography because it was just full of lakes and then off to the left we'll say you could actually see the coastline of the country it was like looking at an aerial photo almost of Ireland and being able to tell so nice. I knew we were, we were over the lakelands of Fermanagh okay. and from there all the way through it was just stunning stunning scenery rugged coastline mountains hills tiny roads little houses dotted around and the actual the approach on landing as well was just spot on, huh? Money, yeah, it was it was incredible. <laughs> it was money. I like that. Um, yeah, there's been a big UFC fight and or boxing fight announced between <laughs> Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, and Mayweather is known as Money Mayweather. So I've been reading oh, up on it. So that's why, I, that's okay. why that's why that's in my head. But anyway, oh, very good, very we're good. Dating this episode, if we ever replay it in the future, <laughs> we now totally are. And this is probably going to be the worst fight ever as well. But it's, it's going to make people a lot of money. Um, so yeah, we flew into the airport there, which is like halfway up the Donegal coastline. It's in the middle of nowhere, mm. but it was nice because it saved us four hours driving, basically. Um, yeah, and then we took the coast up and found it was the first place we stopped. We got a lovely tour of the lighthouse there and great history so of it. It's very, very cool. Really but pretty. in there, in the little shop at the visitor centre, they've got loads of pictures of the Northern Lights over the lighthouse. And it's just like, why couldn't we stay here for that? Right. Because originally on our itinerary, we were supposed to go up to the tip of Malinhead and do a Northern Lights experience, but we just didn't fit into the itinerary in the end, unfortunately. So we didn't didn't get that done. 
Nice. Well, um, yeah, I can't top that. So I think I think you. Uh, I, I can probably continue. Another great stopping off point on <laughs> Malinhead is Green on Avalic. Um, it's just it's a viewpoint basically, but the panoramic view of the coastline from there again it's different. Yeah. To what you would see from Fanid, but it is still coastal scenery. And the beautiful thing about that is not just like a quick five minute photo stop off because sure. there is like a a fort or a ring. Not, not even sure what it is really it's like a defensive fort but it feels more like an amphitheater oh, and how cool. you can actually kind of climb up um on the on the steps i suppose or the walls or the battlements and have another panoramic view the other side away from the coast which is kind of cool too it's just oh. more real ireland and stuff definitely and it's a big climb up and a windy road you have to be on a on a small bus i think to get up there mostly which wow. is which is cool so my goodness uh, then you've got Glenvie National Park, which I believe you've been to I have a as feeling, well, I have a right? Feel, I, have I have a feeling, feeling we're going to say this a, a lot. I have a feeling I'm going to do a lot of talking in this episode <laughs> based on so far. Yeah, Glenvie was amazing when we went there because, again, I hadn't been there and I didn't know much about it. And I thought it was just kind of in the middle of the the county and you just drive through it and stuff. But it is like a short 10-minute drive from Letterkenny, which is really cool, number one. And you just park up there and you you can actually walk or you can um, take the bus around the, the National Park. There is a bus because the centerpiece of the National Park is Denbay Castle. Yes, and you can go there. You. I think it's a, no, is it a four kilometer walk. Um, it'd take about an hour anyway to walk from the parking lot to the castle. Okay. And But a lot, a lot of people do it because it's so gorgeous because there's a lake there with yes. mountains in the looks background. It's like a fairy tale. Just like, I saw photos. It, it honestly... It, amazing. I think I may have said this before as well, but it felt like Scotland to me. It was just... Okay. Huge. Because I feel like everything in Scotland is on a bigger scale. It might not be as pretty and as rugged and whatever as Ireland, but it was just... It's on a huge scale and you're yeah. there just walking along with this in the background and... The sun was in the sky that day and it was just shining off everything and just really uh, making it so pretty. And the so castle itself was was great as well. So, we did a so tour cool. of that. My goodness. Sleeve League Cliffs. So these are basically like the stepsister of the Cliffs of Moher. But they're not the ugly stepsister. <laughs> they're the less talked about, um, less known perhaps, but just as beautiful. The highest and best examples of marine of a marine cliff in Europe is, yep. is what I... That means they're, taller, they're taller than the Cliffs of Moher by a lot. By a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are very factual here. How much? By a lot. <laughs> I think it's like, they're, I think there's something like 2,000 feet and Cliffs of Moher are only 702. Don't quote us on that, though. Like, you can quote me on the Cliffs of Moher being 702 feet. There you go. I do remember us going over yep. there and we like, not just 700, 702. <laughs> Anyways, we recommend seeing these toward the end of the day um, and catching a sunset there because I've heard it's absolutely beautiful. Stop off in Kitty Beggs for dinner on the way and stay in Donegal Town. There you go. There you go. Boom. Uh, you can't miss two of the cliff's famous rocks nicknamed Giant's Desk and Giant's Chair, which I need a chair. I have a desk in my apartment. <laughs> I don't... Or no, yeah, I, I need a chair, so maybe I'll just go take that rock. I'll go over and... Because that would work, right? That fit makes the, perfect that sense. Bag, it won't, nice be job, Pops. Yeah. There you go. Genius. Uh, next up, after you finish with the Northern Headlands um, section of the Wild Atlantic Way, did you want to add anything before I... I have said enough about Donegal. Okay, it's, okay. It's fantastic. The, the reason why people don't get there as much is because it is so far away. It's, it's it's solid three and a half hour drive from Dublin right away. And then you have to you have to spend a few days there and it's hard to fit it into like a seven day itinerary. 
but it's if you are looking for the not tourist traps. Sure. There's your place. Sure, exactly. So next up, after you finish with um, the Northern Headlands, you'll reach the Surf Coast, which is basically ranging from Donegal to Eris, which I had never heard of Eris before. I'm assuming you have, uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, it's a really big spot for surfers, and yes, they do surf in Ireland. Uh, that was a surprise to me a few years ago when I was... It's it's only in the last few years it's become it's huge. It's become I a bigger thing. People have realized Ireland has become huge for adventure in general okay. in the last few years, but surfing around that area especially, yeah. Okay, well, Mulligmore Cliff, for example, is said to have some of the biggest waves around within that region. Um, and you've got Glencar Waterfall as well, which, um, for uh, any of you literature lovers out there, was made famous by the Yeats poem, The Stolen Child. Yeah, so Glencar is not technically on the Wild Atlantic Way, but, and this is a good point to get across, is the Wild Atlantic Way, again, is gorgeous and stunning and beautiful. Not everything is going to be on the route itself, and that's important, or the, that's a reason why you need to spend two nights in some places is sure. because obviously when you're there you don't just want to do the Wild Atlantic Way you're going to want to see the main points of interest or the other hidden gems like Glencar Waterfall as well right while you're there so while you're in that region yeah. you might as well make the most of it mm -hmm. exactly the Bay Coast ranging from Eris to Galway this drive without stopping, like just a straight shot and not seeing the places you would want to see, would be about two hours As or the crow so. flies, Caitlin. As, As the, the crow, crow flies. flies. I like that a lot. So you've got Killary Harbor, which is in the heart of Connemara. Now, would that be along the Wild Atlantic Way, Joe? Yes. Yep, okay, it is, okay. Yep. It's a fjord that's ringed by mountains and forms a natural border. Now, I know I said earlier there's no border between, you know, Northern Ireland and the Republic. Well, here you've got a natural border between the counties of Galway and Mayo. Um, and this is... This is is part of that drive between Letterfrack and Lewisburg that I mentioned earlier. Okay, and it's okay. So so gorgeous, it really is. <laughs> he just did like this, like squint and this hand <laughs> movement and stuff, you guys. So the man means what it's he's talking it's about. It's basically that I can't believe that it's, it's that <laughs> nice. And moving on from that area is Derigimla Bog, uh, which we have mentioned once or twice on Fifty Reasons. So some fun facts about this area, and I know we kind of mentioned this, but just a tiny reminder because yep. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Italian inventor Guglielmo Marconi established the world's first transatlantic radio signal over there. Where was it transmitted? Newfoundland. So shout out to any Canadians mm -hmm. listening. Woo woo. Then a little twist in the story. Twelve years later. Uh, there was a crash landing of a plane that was actually coming, ironically, uh, going to Ireland from Newfoundland, which happened at that very same site. And it is it's something I would have brushed off in the past, but having been there and just, just thinking about it, just because you are in the middle of nowhere and you're reading some of these signs and stuff and just really it gets across the point that these two things were the cutting edge of technology at the point. Exactly. They were huge and it was just this rugged remote area in the middle of absolutely nowhere on the edge of Europe that's like the closest land basically between Very. Canada or Boston and yeah. Ireland, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing how how it kind of happened that way. Definitely, definitely. Another great area within this region is the town of Westport. I love Westport. Love Westport. I adore it. Yeah. Um, I visited back in April, and again, we're dating ourselves when I say, oh, I was there just a few months ago. Okay, I'll try this a year later <laughs> and you sound like an idiot. I already sound like an idiot though, but it's whatever. Um, yes, it's got stone bridges, tree-lined promenades, this quaint little clock tower that's just like, you have to see it in person. I've seen photos, but when I yeah. saw it, I just, ah, oh, 
it's kind of, it kind of, well, you're not a Gilmore Girls fan, so sorry, this is going to go over your head, but it's kind of like Ireland's, if, if Ireland was like Stars Hollow, or if West, if Ireland had a Stars Hollow, it's kind of like that. Like, it's just so charming, and it's so quaint, and you just get this feeling that everybody is just like, they're just, they're just wonderful. If I had to move to Ireland, I'd probably move to Westport, only, or Belfast, because I live the there. The only thing I know about Gilmore Girls is that the women on it just talk a lot and a lot and a lot, so yeah. I'm not at all surprised they're basically that... My mom and me. I'm not, not at all surprised <laughs> that Caitlin would like that. Um, yes. So, along with the fact that Westport is super charming and quaint, um, it's got ties to the famous Irish pirate queen, Grace O'Malley. Also who, known as Gronya Whale, which you couldn't pronounce in the last I episode. Know, it's just so sad. Um, fun fact about her, she refused to bow to Queen Elizabeth and got away with it because Queen Elizabeth admired her strength. And vice versa, though they did not like each other, they were like, alright, I see you, I see you, that kind of thing, you know? Shout yeah, out to the um, to the strong, independent women out there. Someday I'm going to write a fantasy novel about Ireland's history and Grace O'Malley is going to be a Will you dedicate it, it. To, to me, to, no. to, to your co-host? No. That, well, c- can I get a shout out? <laughs> can I get a shout out maybe, somewhere? Maybe, maybe, maybe Grace O'Malley will murder you at some point. In it. That would be. <laughs> so I'm a character. You could be. I would like to be. I'm not going to name Caitlin Potts a character, but I will. I'll. Yeah, I'll. You can name it my middle name whenever you figure that out. <laughs> Anyways, okay, moving on. Um, also near Westport, you've got Croke Patrick, which we have talked about before. Won't get into too much, but it's. Yeah. Stunning. I mean, stunning. Ireland's holy mountain. I am not an outdoorsy girl, and I don't know if anyone's picked up on that, but I'm putting it out there. But I saw this thing a few months ago, and all I wanted to do was, like, you know, just just put on some some Nikes and, you know, get my get my gear going, whatever people do when they're outdoorsy, I don't know, and just climb that thing. That's all I wanted to yeah. do. I mentioned Green and Avalic in Donegal earlier and how you drive up to the top of that. The scenery you see from there would be similar, to me anyway, to what you would see from the top of Crowpatrick, but you get four hours worth of hiking out of doing Crowpatrick as well, and that achievement to say you climbed Ireland's holy mountain. Yeah, so, yeah, which is cool, which is very cool. Moving on to Connemara. We spent our first episode talking about this, so don't, again... Just go back and listen to that. Just that, listen to that. that. <laughs> Pause this, listen to that, come back, and also, we'll go on to the we, next we, topic. Also, we might actually end up doing a bonus episode on it soon, too, so ah, we'll, we'll save ourselves some time. It's so wonderful. It's just got, you know, it's one of these timeless reminders of how stunning Ireland really is. And, you know, as you continue your way south, you'll reach the striking cliffs coast, ranging from Galway to Ballybunion. Of course, you've got the Cliffs of Moher. Of, of, I was going to say more of Mohor. 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 Sure. That's, yeah. Yeah. Good job, Pots. You've got the burn as well. And I feel like we've talked about the burn and before. We sure uh-huh. have two, I think. Uh, yeah. Again, these are places, you know, that we may have given you details on in the past. But the great thing about the Wild Atlantic Way is that you can combine all of these into. A road trip. You can combine all of these into one region of the country, and it offers mm-hmm. all of these things. And as I mentioned, all of these wonderful experiences as well. You're not just stopping and seeing stuff. You're you're doing things along the way. Anything you want to add to that, Joe? Nope. All right, all right. Southern Peninsula um, is another region that you will reach once you're finished with the Bay Coast spot. 
ranging from Ballybunion to Baltimore. Ballybunion, I feel like that could have been named a little bit better. Ballybunion is just a classic Irish town name, I, I think. Just, come on. <laughs> I just think, ugh, Ballybunion. Like, ugh. Is that because Bunyan, Feet Bunyan? I hate feet. Yeah, so nice. yes, yeah. Also, um, anyone from Ballybunion, if you're listening, I, that's no personal offense whatsoever. I'm sure it's a wonderful place. I just have not visited and whatever. So this southern... Pen- the Southern Peninsula has this edge of the world feeling. Um, so it's got this edge of the world feeling. You know, of course, it's on the western coast of Europe. So uh, you've got nearly all of the islands we discussed in our last episode. Uh, Blasket Islands, rich in their history with immigration, the isolating seas leading to evacuation. And then you've got Skellig Michael, which, you know, has that UNESCO-designated monastery, which is absolutely beautiful and stunning. It's accessible only by boat, so you'd have to, you know... I don't know if it's a ferry. I don't I don't believe it's a ferry. No, I think no, it's just no. a regular just, boat, yeah, so you'd have to park the, the car the, somewhere. The walking on Skellig Michael as well is very difficult, so you have to... So that's they, a little do, tip for they you. They do say that you should actually remember. go to the center the day before and have a talk with the, with the guys who run it just to make sure that you'll be able for it. It is. It's definitely a, a difficult one. Interesting. And of course, Dursey Island, which we have you know gone over, um, the Dingle Peninsula, the Ring of Kerry, other areas definitely worthy of checking out. They're worthy of their own podcast mm-hmm. episode, according to us. Bonus Dingle episode coming up. Bonus, bonus, and Mizzenhead as well with. Fastnet Lighthouse, which was for a lot of Irish people their last glimpse of home before they um, immigrated to a new land. Interesting one on Mizzenhead. Anne was there last week. Anne has travelled Ireland pretty extensively as yes. well. She said Mizzenhead is her favourite attraction she's ever been to in Ireland. And speaking of Anne, I will say um, for anyone who is you know wanting to do a self-drive tour, wanting to take a road trip you know, for that matter, um, over in Ireland especially, Anne told me a few months ago that she had never driven over in Mm -hmm. Ireland, um, and she, you know, tried it out for the first time, and she was so nervous, you know, apprehensive, which, of course, is natural if you're you're not sure, and she said she, a few minutes in, you know, she loved it. She just wanted to keep going. She had the best time, you know, so she's an advocate for, you know, just trying it out Mm -hmm. and, and making the most of it. And then, you know, when you reach the end of your pathway, you are at the Haven Coast. Um, So, yeah, the last little stretch of your journey then would go from Baltimore to uh, Kinsale. I like to, when I'm talking about the Wild Atlantic Way, I like to talk about it as from Derry to Cork, because sometimes it's easier to base yourself or start and finish on them, even though technically, you know, it wouldn't be, would not be part of the the journey. Um, but because they're bigger towns and cities, it's a uh, it's a good way to just kind of get people to know exactly where to start and end. Definitely. So between Baltimore, which is way out in West Cork, and Cork City, there is so much to do. Um, you've got little towns like Skibbereen. Again, the there's a heritage centre in Skibbereen, and and took a group tour there recently. That's why she was at Mizzenhead as well, and they absolutely loved Skibbereen Heritage Centre because the the tour they did there was kind of related to the famine and ancestry and all that and they just thought it was the, the tour guide was captivating and told a great story which really makes yeah, a trip of course yeah and West Cork scenery as well is some of the most underrated again the same as Donegal it's so far away and so out there a lot of people don't get to experience it so that's all part of it and then you get to Kinsale, which is technically the end of the, the Wild Atlantic Way, but it's another 20 minutes on to Cork City from there. 
Um, but Kinsale is kind of this beautiful seaside town. It's known as Ireland's gourmet capital. It's filled with great restaurants and bars and just nice walk as well. Probably something similar to Westport. Just really nice way yeah. to end end the trip. And because there is now flights in and out of Cork from the New England area, which is awesome, mm-hmm. um, it's it makes things a lot easier, and it's it's much more much easier to get people to Cork, which is great for definitely, us. Definitely, definitely. So there's a really unique way to see all these places. I mean, you know, it may sound daunting. You know, thousands of stops you could make. You know, uh, how how could someone keep track of them all? Well. Let me introduce you to the Wild Atlantic Way Passport. A lot of cool places in Ireland do this thing where, you know, whether it's a museum, whether it's a road trip, what have you, you stop at certain locations, you know, and get a pat and of course it's not a real passport, but it's, you know, designed Mm -hmm. to kind of be that way. And you and you stamp all of your stops. Epic Ireland does that and it just made the tour so much cooler. And the Wild Atlantic Way does this as well. You can pick up your passports um, at local post offices, and you get them stamped when you visit specific locations. And then when you get, I believe it's 188 spots, they may have changed this, but uh, that's what my research told me, so uh, 188 is what we're going to go with. You get a little certificate, or like a little something rather saying that you have seen all the One Atlantic Way. Very cool. Uh, of course, you know, you will more than likely not do all this in one trip, mm-hmm. which is okay. Your passport does not expire, unlike in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so you can continue to, uh, getting it stamped with each visit. It's a great way to see a lot of this beautiful region and meet the locals as well. And another way to kind of do if you don't feel like doing that and going to post offices and getting it stamped and stuff, to give you an idea of how the Wild Atlantic Way works at each of these points there is like a post basically that Mm -hmm. goes up and then across like the crossbar and on the crossbar in steel lettering is the name of the scenic point Okay. and the way that they are pointed or the way that they are placed is that you've got beautiful scenery out behind it the idea is that you as a person or as a group would stand underneath or beside this post and get your picture taken and then you've got the name of each scene place that you're at and it's, it's a really it's a really cool and shareable like experience it's kind of a Disney thing it's I don't know I, it's definitely not dressed <laughs> up that way it's like a steel steel pole no I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way I just feel like that's I love that but yeah I thought it was I very like it's very cool yeah. yeah so that's kind of the way I track mine even though I'm usually traveling alone so it's just a, a picture kidding. of the post without me in it <laughs> slightly different take yeah, on that yeah. <laughs> I believe it's time for some trivia, Joe. It is time for some trivia, and I I had some help from our new intern, Olivia, this week, so I have to give her a shout-out for that. Um, This is it. Look away for a second until I press present. Okay. There are seven questions, I think, on this, so this is actually going to take a little little time, but um, I think it's a smart little thing that I've done. Okay. So, question, question one. There are seven questions. There are eight counties. On the Wild Atlantic Way, every question gets rid of a county, which is cool. So it gets easier as it goes along. I do think this is going to be difficult for you, but we have covered some of it in the episode, so it will make you look like an idiot if you get some of them wrong. Well, that's so <laughs> that's great. That's, let's, that's reassuring, let's Joe. Do Thank it. you. Yeah, thanks, right. Joe. Question one: Of the eight counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which has the shortest part of the Wild Atlantic Way? So one of them is only on the Wild Atlantic Way, very briefly. We mentioned this off air as well, so it'll be unfortunate if you don't get this right. Um, eight counties. Eight counties: Cork, Kerry, Limerick, Clare, Galway, Mayo, 
Sligo and Donegal. If you think and you visualize Ireland, I know, but I don't. I'm not. I know. I know the, you don't. The geographic <laughs> expert I, that Joe Donnelly is. I know is. that. Yes. Um, we mentioned this off air. And while Caitlin is thinking about this, part of the reason why we started this podcast was to give Caitlin an excuse to do research to know Ireland a lot better. So this is all part of it. So. Oh, thanks. That's. So I'm not. I'm not putting pressure on you. I'm just <laughs> saying that this. This is how you learn. Um. We talked about Sligo earlier today, but I feel like Sligo is a big part of the Wild Atlantic Way. It's probably the probably the second shortest, but it does have quite a bit. Like the the answer to it has very very like a few miles worth of coastline. Oh jeez, uh, Cork. Definitely not. What was it? Limerick. We didn't talk about Limerick today. We, we mentioned Limerick earlier. Yes. On the podcast on, or uh, out of uh, in uh, work outside of the podcast. I did not talk about yeah. Limerick at all today. Anyway, yeah, Limerick has a tiny. When did we talk about Limerick? Sliver. Can we rewind and go back to an hour ago, and we can? I don't remember no. talking about Limerick at all. Anyway, fine. Limerick. That's question one. Limerick, it is. Okay. Question two of the seven remaining counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which is the biggest, and this is the biggest county in the country as well. Oh. Cork. Kerry, Clare, Galway, Mayo, Sligo, Donegal. This is a difficult one because a lot of these counties are huge. And yeah. I, I, I'm not going to make fun of you when you get this wrong because I have that, much faith. <laughs> I have that much faith in you. Uh, my self-esteem is just doing great today. <laughs> oh, dang. I want to say... <sighs> Donegal. Nope. But Donegal is big. I, as I said, it could be Donegal, Mayo, Galway... Or Claire. Cork. Cork. Cork is the biggest. I would not have gone with Cork. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Hmm. There you go. This is how you learn. I guess so. Okay. Of the six remaining counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which is the highest sea cliffs in Europe, and we definitely went through this. Oh, we definitely. Kerry, Claire, definitely Galway, did. Mayo, Sligo, or Donegal. Um. And if you remember, it was close to the start of the episode. I know. I know. They're not in. Not in Galway because the cliffs are in Galway. Galway. The cliffs are in Clare. Cliffs are in Clare. <laughs> There's a question I got wrong. I didn't we'll, even we'll, ask. We'll get that. We'll <laughs> cut that part for you. Okay. Um. Damn it. I know they're the Sleeve League cliffs. Yes. I know that. And we started in what county at the start of the episode? We started in Donegal. They in Donegal? Okay. They are. I didn't quite get that one. I've though. got. I've got this thing. You did get it. Mm, kind of. Okay. Okay. You got it. That, okay. That was his. We'll okay. give you that one. Thank you. Um, I've got this sliding arrow that comes in from top to bottom to show what the answer <laughs> is as well on this on this slideshow, which is cool. <laughs> Question four of the remaining five counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which has Ireland's highest mountain? I don't expect you to get this one. This was Olivia's question, so don't blame me. <laughs> Kerry, Clare, Galway, Mayo, Sligo. Donegal. Oh, not Donegal. <laughs> Never mind. She just saw the answer. I was I was going to say I will, Claire, so... That's fine. I will tell you, Ireland's highest mountain is Caron Tuhill, and oh. it's, it's in County Kerry. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Question five. Of the four remaining counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which is most closely associated to a particular poet, to seaweed, and to surfing? Claire, Galway, Mayo, Sligo. 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 Yes! Of the three remaining counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which has a world-famous pilgrimage site that may be visited by the Pope next year? 
Krogh Patrick? Is that... Mm-hmm. Just go, just go, no, but just the, go. You're, you're right, though. I'm right, though. Well, I'm not, I know it's not a county. It is Mayo. It is Mayo. Knock. Knock that was that was the other Mayo. one I was thinking yeah. of. Okay. Um, and that was probably not a great question, to be honest, because it's not at all uh, confirmed that that'll happen, but it might happen. It's an interesting question. Yes, though. and I couldn't think of another question for me. Let's be honest, that was the main reason. <laughs> okay. Question seven. Um, of the remaining two counties on the Wild Atlantic Way, which one can you take a ferry to the Aran Islands? Clare, Galway. Galway. Trick question, Clare and Galway. Oh, Cause, wow. Yeah, because my question eight was actually just going to be Galway, and it was going to be what's the greatest county in the history of everything ever, and wow. Galway was just going to be the only answer wow. you could break. I decided <laughs> to give you a trick question in the end anyway. I like it. I like trivia. it. That was trivia. I feel like I've learned so many things. I know, it's just its odd little facts. I like little tidbits. Like the, the Tibia tall, tidbits. tallest mountain in Ireland, the biggest county in Ireland, that kind of thing. The I best was, county in Ireland? Good. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, from the Conch, episode 23. Oh, gosh, okay. Um, and this is road signs again. Okay. So it has nothing to do with Wild Atlantic Way road signs, it's just a specific road sign, but you could probably, in theory, go. Chomain go Kermach. Not bad, not bad. Are you just being nice to me? No, no, you, you genuinely, the last word was, was nice quite good. The first word wasn't great, but the, the last I know, word first, was... It kind of sounded like I was going like Asian or something, like like Chinese or Mandarin <laughs> or something. I don't know, I don't know. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do this phonetic pronunciation, so I don't totally agree with it. I actually found it somewhere online. <laughs> but I will explain. You read Chaman Gakur Umka. Um ugh. Um ugh. Oops. I so, got, I got, so, I got, so like. Ch- it's not really chum, it's hum. So it's a C with then hum. Chaman Gakurumaka. Oh, like that weird, that yeah, weird yeah, throat yeah, thing yeah. you guys do. Chaman Gakurumaka. And Kurumaka, for ugh. some reason, is one of my favorite words in Ireland. I you don't know why. You start with the and you end with the Yeah. Um, and, and you have seen the word Koromach before because um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was in Caitlin and totally Conch. Have. I, I don't know if that. it was in Caitlin and Conch or not. But when I was talking about the Irish tape test that you do, it's Leanishka Koromach. They're the screwed for pair. Now Charaka, August now catch there. Blah blah blah. So that's where we heard that before, just so you know. But now you need to guess what it means. Okay. Um. It's two words. Tumon means one thing, and Koromach means the second word. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And it is, it's it's related a little to road trips, or you, I it's could related definitely... Related to road trips. Yeah, I could definitely say. Um, um, what do you do on a road trip? You drive. So, you drive, you... Um, oncoming traffic. So, one of them words probably means drive. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, so. okay. Um... I know what I'm thinking of. What would be on a sign that would say "drive"? Yeah. Right. And would it be like "drive recklessly"? No, "drive what? carefully." Woo! Oh my god! I did it all <laughs> on my own, all by myself. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so loud. I'm so sorry. Oh goodness. Yeah. So drive carefully. Wow. Come on, go God, I'm just so good. <clears throat> How do you go. deal with it? That's... How do you deal with it? Tough to, tough to get one past you, I'll say that. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about some more uh, things that are good with our pots and plans. Our tour 
for the reason uh, is Westport to Kill Key. It's one of our Wild Atlantic Way tours, one of several that you'll find on our website. You get five nights on this tour covering some prime spots we've talked about today. You get a night in Connemara, which is absolutely stunning. Uh, you've got two nights in Galway, where, as we have talked about Galway many times, you know, it's it's where the Irish go to have fun. It's where you can have a pint. It's where you can listen to music. It's where you can really take in some absolutely amazing culture. You get a night in Doolin after that as well. And then your last night is in Kilkee, which we have also touched upon today. I would like to say something on this, if, if I may. I will allow I, it. I have, because we're not going to be doing Wild Atlantic Way breakdown again, um, we're moving on to a different road trip next week, and it'll be a different tour. We have broken down the Wild Atlantic Way into five, four and five night tours, and I'm, I'm kind of really proud of it, because I, I did manage to put it together, and I've tried <laughs> to make it so that it's not just one night, one night, one night on each one. So that you can do either any of the tours in isolation if you want to just do five nights, or you can add them on. If you have nine nights, you can do a five night and a four night and get two sections done together. If you have 13 nights, if you have 20 nights, whatever. Sure. I think if you have 20 nights, we have actually managed to fit in all of the Wild Atlantic Way and next week's talk into one, which is, which is pretty cool. I like it. So, this is one of our self-drive tours, and as I always like to stress at the end of uh, describing the tour itself, this is something that you can make your own. You don't have to spend two nights in Galway if you don't want to. You don't have to do all of the Atlantic, the Wild Atlantic Way if you don't want to. This is something that we are happy to help you make into whatever type of tour you would like, yeah, and, and you if, have the if power. If you come to us and say, I just want to do the really nice sections, I would prefer to spend three nights in a place and sure. just do the really nice sections, we'll make that happen. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're happy to throw out suggestions if you're not sure what else you'd like to do. You can find this and other tours that we have discussed in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And that was a fun little talk, don't you think, about the Wild Atlantic Way? I enjoyed it. W-A-W, as, as they shortened yes. it. These. Well, I think we shortened it, to be honest, because I, writing it that often <laughs> makes, it, makes it difficult. That is all that we have for you today, uh, but we hope that you will stay tuned for Reason 24, which comes out Monday, June 26th. Mm-hmm. Give us a drum roll, Joe. Reason 24 is the Causeway Coast. And the Causeway Coast just really quickly basically runs from where the Wild Atlantic Way ends. And that's why I say Derry is because the Causeway Coast runs from Derry to Belfast all along the northern coast yes, of the Yes, I was say in so. the north. And it's a little bit special near and dear to me because I lived in Belfast and it's very close it's, to that area. It's a bit special and near to me because some of Game of Thrones stuff was done up there as well and it's all part of Northern Ireland. You like Game so of Thrones? I might, yeah, I might mention it a little bit. Alrighty, <laughs> alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for our upcoming episodes and show notes. Find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. Until next time, uh, I'm going to say, be careful on the road. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>